Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome to Myths episode 107. I'm Matt Hoss and my co-host is... Dan Rhodes. I was going to say lazy, but no, it's a... Uh, uh, how are you doing today, Dan? I'm doing good, thank you, Matthew. How are you? I'm, well, you know what? I've, I've had like a strange pain in my heart. Is that okay? <laughs> that sounds exactly like something that is fine. <laughs> and I As you know, my should... initials are DR and that makes me legally... <laughs> <laughs> have you been doing that your whole life and like oh um, no i've got like a, a septic leg you're like ah it's fine just yeah know. it's a there's a technicality if your initials are dr then they have to uh <laughs> <laughs> they have to give you an md that's a fact like that you're in a plane goes is there a doctor in here it's like i am a doctor <laughs> like i, I am a, <laughs> and like the pilot's like dying and you're like well i uh i guess i'll have to pilot it then you know what i mean I love the idea that a pilot's dying, right? And then you, <laughs> your initials are DR, right? So you go up to him and you're like, I'll save you. And then he dies. And everyone's like, oh my God, this, everyone's gonna, the plane's going to crash. I thought you said you're a doctor. And then you're like, well, my initials are DR, but I'm actually just a pilot. And they were like, what? Why can't you also say that? <laughs> and like, uh, uh, you said, yeah, I am a pilot, but I, what I mean by that is that my middle name is, uh, uh, is pilot. I am not actually a pilot as well. <laughs> like you're a Ford <laughs> pilot and a Ford doctor. I thought you said you were a pilot. Well, I, I kind of am. What do you mean you kind of am? <laughs> I'm a bus driver. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, but planes are just buses of the sky. <laughs> uh, did you ever like get in those planes which were like air buses? I thought that was like a very uncool name for a plane. It's like, oh, we're going to get in a plane. Is it a jet? No, it's an Airbus. You know what I mean? It's like, no, that's terrible. Well, Airbus is the company, like Boeing. Uh, oh. So it's like the- Boeing and Air- Airbus. They're like, it's like a company that make the plane. It's like Volvo or Mercedes. It's just, yeah, but that's like, what the company's called. If you call it Airbus, it sounds like a really bad 80s film. You know what I mean? But But they make Airbuses. Yeah, but like, why don't you call it something like cool, but like f- f- flightest man? I don't know. I'll tell you what, Dan, it, I've been thinking a lot about last, uh, last week's episode. I was an absolute hot mess. And I'm going to stop just riffing because, like, there's like my, my, yeah, my examples are poor. I need to go and have a retreat away. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so, Dan, what's been uh, the most surprising thing you've learned in lockdown? About the most surprising thing about myself. Well, not necessarily about yourself, but just generally. Um, I've learned that I've learned that me and my housemate are incredibly similar at the game of Scrabble. Oh, are you playing Scrabble? We've been playing Scrabble every weekend. Oh. We play Scrabble. It's become our thing. Hello, but, right, because I'm the king of Scrabble, officially king of Scrabble, because my name is King. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, uh, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm super good at Scrabble. But I'm at the, you know, as a kid, I was very chilled out as a person. Uh, obviously, not anymore. But and now I'm overly, I'm very competitive, but only when it comes to Scrabble, because I get very, very angry about it. Yeah, I've been struggling recently because me and my housemate we have this running game going, and and like. 
he he admits that I am definitely better than him. Like I definitely get much better words. I score bigger. Mm-hmm. But the pro- and every game we've had has always come down to like the last few like it's literally within like three or four points. That's how yeah. close our games are. So that's and a you good know, game. That, well, you know, there's that rule in Scrabble where if like someone gets rid of all their their tiles, once they've done that, they get the points added on for the whoever whatever tiles the other person has left. Yes. Well, so well how, you, how, how are you doing this? Sorry. Do they get minus points or you're getting their points? He's getting my points. What? That is, what, what, what is this? What are you talking well, that, about? Well, that's the exact same logic as you taking minus points. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, not necessarily because I think it's, uh, if it was a game with more people, um, it, it's minus points, you know what I mean? Because like, if, if you got everyone's score at the end, that's, that's too much, right? Yeah, but there's only two of us playing, right? So it doesn't make a difference whether we add them on or minus it. Yes, but Dan, you know I'm a ten- like, I'm a very fastidious man. If it's not explained now explicitly, I'm you know I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hissy fit. Okay, that wasn't the point of this. The point of that was to explain that that's what can happen at the end, right? Either way, yeah. you lose points or add points. So yeah, either way, someone's score is going to get the gap is going to get bigger by X amount of points, and that keeps happening. And then it like comes down to that, and I lose. And the other thing that's really pissing me off is he keeps getting the big numbers, like the letters, like Zs, Xs, Js, Qs. Because the game is about luck in that sense. Because like though sometimes that can be a burden getting those uh, letters, especially towards the end of the game. But he's um, putting them on like doubles and triples, so it's actually yeah, like he, he's yeah. getting. But he's he's very good. He is admitting that I'm better because I think. For him to have all those big, he's getting those kind of letters, and I don't. But I still am only ever three or four points away, and I think that's good. Well, you know, I think that's actually. Um, I, I yeah, I think. Uh, oh, and I've scored the two biggest points of all. I was thinking the three most biggest points we've ever scored of both in me. So I've got that, but I have won a few. But it's pretty even. I think he's three two ahead of me at the moment. You know what? Like uh, we should because we played Scrabble before, and. Uh, uh, my mum's boyfriend tried to help you win, but I, I was, I, I remember being quite victorious. You are quite good at Scrabble. I'm not yeah. bad. At, I, I, I don't think I'm bad. I think I'm like slightly above average. Uh, yeah, in, in many ways, Dan. Uh, in many yeah, ways. We, we should, we, we should do a live Scrabble game on air. And... I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> do you mean as a host or as a watcher? Or Just like... as a listener. What? Imagine. Why would you watch? that like there's so many scrabble has so many pauses in it like you know when you're waiting to think of a word or the other person's doing that like takes hours um but well that's the thing because i am well actually um i am i I remember going to bristol to see uh uh, my partner down there and uh and which is something i'm just gonna throw into the carpet right there but i what we did we created up a game rule because we 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 went to a board game cafe and we played scrabble because uh, we only had the time for uh, the space for a limited time we did speed scrabble so in the first couple of goes you get three minutes to uh, to go but every time you answer the, the time gets short and short so in the in the last couple of goes uh, you only have 30 seconds to put stuff on the board it's incredibly stressful and that was the closest experience i've ever had to cocaine in my life oh, yeah that sounds so incredibly good. stressful but it's, it was good though it made you like just it just go not with anything, but you're trying to think in that short amount of time, and it, you you do come up with stuff. Yeah, you know I mean, fair. yeah, fair. Uh, but yeah, uh, we should probably crack on with the finale of uh, this saga. Are you ready, Dan? Yep.
lives. Dan, what's your biggest score you've ever gotten uh, from a single uh, single sc- sc- score in Scrabble? Um, I think it was. I think I once. My la- well, the last game I scored, I think it was like forty. Scored a forty-two. That's not bad. That is pretty good. Um, I think I've scored a fifty before. I think I've got very. I think I got in the last game. I got something like eighty-six or something like that. What the? What kind of word would that have been? It was. It's definitely Z. Uh, it was a Q or something like that. It was. It was. But I got like the fifty-point bonus as well. It was good. Whoa, what a day! How did you get the fifty-point bonus? So you have to use all your letters, uh, all seven letters in a single go. Um, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. I so you get that. that. Yeah, it was good. Oh, what a day! Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, that was fast. I essentially, I'm quite alpha male when it comes to Scrabble. I'm just gonna pause. <laughs> I thought your internet broke there. All right, Dan. So uh, where um, we? This is the final part of uh, the. Uh, part four of this saga and we've been enjoying it so far but can you give us a bit of a rundown on what's happened <sighs> okay or should, should we, should we tr- three so i think we'll have to do this real i'm gonna do this real quick like yeah. real real layman's <laughs> terms so i'm gonna miss out a lot of exposition yeah because you can go back and listen to it obviously the gods on a walk in midgard found an otter they killed it and ate some salmon they went and knocked on someone's door to ask for this is the important bit. They asked for a place to stay and the person there, and there's a family there of brothers and they said, yeah, no worries. Come and stay with us. But it turned out that the otter that they had, that Loki had killed just moments before outside the house was actually one of their, is like a magical family and it was their brother. Mm-hmm. Now that then led to a series of events whereby the gods had to go and get gold to as kind of, um, What's it like reconciliation? What's the word you would call it? Like when you uh, like kind of a reconciliation tax or like a, a compensation? Yeah, compensation. Uh, that's it. Compensation for their dead brother slash son, um, and that led to a series of events where the gods went and got gold from a dwarf, and the dwarfs and uh, yeah gave them all the gold, but the gold was cursed, and then the family. Um, Basically, after the gods leave, they just leave with, with all this gold that they've just given them for their dead son. And that led to then a series of events where the two brothers, Regan and Fafnir, or Fafnir kills his dad, um, takes the cursed jewels. He goes and becomes a dragon to keep the... And then Regan goes on and has a stepson called Sigurd who goes and kills the dragon Fafnir, aka his brother, and then kills him. And then they get married. Um, he then jumps through some fire to be a wingman for someone. Um, they then get married to a, she gets he gets married to a Valkyrie called Broomhild, and in the last week's episode, that Valkyrie yes. Broomhild finds out that actually, after all, it wasn't her husband that say, wooed her through the flames. It was actually Sigurd. She th- she feels betrayed. She asks them to kill Sigurd. He says, "Now nah, I'm not going to. I don't want to kill Sigurd. He's my buddy." But he does, however, go to his brother and say, "Can you kill him for me? I don't think I have it in me to do it." He then kills Sigurd. Sigurd kills him. Broomhild then kills herself. Um, and the ring, there's cursed gold. There's a magical ring, essentially, that keeps being passed between each person. And everyone who seems to be in possession of it dies. It's very Lord of the Rings, isn't it, Matt? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, what are we up to now? Now we're up to... Who's, who's got the ring, basically, now? Isn't it... Um, well, so, uh, Hogni and... Um, uh, they buried the gold in the Rhine, and then they went... Uh, they lost it, that was it. And they lost it, in the, uh, and they were taken by... Um, uh, they're taken by King Atli, Atli, and uh, they killed the brothers, 
and then, uh, but then Gudrun got her revenge by uh, killing, uh, setting fire to uh, the King's Hall, killing him, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, roasting And Gud- Gudrun is Sigurd, the guy that killed the dragon. That's his widow that is now remarried. Yeah. So, well, we, so where we're looking at today is uh, the final part of the series, uh, series is after looking at Gudrun. What happened to Gudrun after she killed, uh, she got retribution for her brothers as well. So, uh, so this is all going to come to a head. We, uh, so, without further ado, let's get cracking. Gudrun walked down to the river and wanted to drown herself, but the waves carried her across the fjord to the lands ruled by King Jonak. King Jonak saw her and saw how beautiful Gudrun was. He said, She is magnificent. She will be mine. Oh, I love that, Daniel. That's great. You sound like you sound like the Mask of Zorro. Yeah, I've gone for. Do you know what I actually tried to channel there? It's like a happier version of King Xerxes in the film Three Hundred. <laughs> that that's pretty cool. Uh, you know what? He's got was, that kind of like for, like he's all. Oh, where's he from? I don't know if he's from Persia because that's it. But you know, he's like oh, he's mystic. Like he's she's she's gone into a different. He's like a mythical land, King Yonak. He's. Uh, I, I genuinely thought you were going for like kind of like Antonio Banderas, but I can totally see where you're coming from. I can see where you come. You see, because uh, I thought you were like um, uh, Mamacita, uh, but you were like, uh, I can well, it's see- the way he says, "She's magnificent. She will be mine." That sounds very like a uh, ooh mystical man. I think that's very similar. No, I was going to do a very niche reference there. Um, <laughs> Here it goes. Uh, that's, that sounds like the very start of The Great Gatsby, where there's that made-up quote uh, by Thomas D'Urberville or something like that. And uh, it's like it's something like, she's magnificent, she'll be mine. It's something similar to that. I digress. <laughs> did you like that reference, Dan? I did, yeah. Not at all. <laughs> he immediately took her as his own and got married to her. Together, they had three sons, Sawley, Hamdir, and Erb. Their hair was as black as a raven's feathers, just like it had been with Gunnar and Hogni, her brothers. So, okay, so Gudrun wants to die, but she gets swept up in a river, and then the king's like, oh, I'm going to marry her. And then she's like, all right, I guess. And then and she instantaneously has three kids. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, this is so Norse, isn't it? But she's it's, married to King Atli, right? No, not King Atli died. In, uh, king Atli died, okay. Uh, uh, that was uh, was that her second marriage? Was it? Or no? Yeah, this is going to no, be no. her third marriage. This is her third marriage. No, no yeah, yeah, sorry, you are right. She was married. She was married to Atley, but then she was uh, married to Sigurd. He died. Then he actually married Atley, and he's now dead. Yes. Yeah. You're sorry about that. Yeah. He is absolutely. Um, he uh, he definitely because he, he got burned alive. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, he got uh, stabbed, and then they burned his hall down. And after eating some hearts. No, no, no. Mm. Um. So Svanhild was the daughter of Sigurd. Svanhild, who was the daughter of Sigurd, had been raised in these lands and was known as one of the most beautiful women there. We, we often come across a lot of people who are just instantaneously the most beautiful woman ever. But there's, there's about 12 of them in their Greek and Norse, you know what I mean? It's yeah. always like, wow, you're the most beautiful woman ever. It's like, you're probably not. Statistically speaking, probably not. King Jormunrek the Powerful had heard about Svanhild's beauty. So he talked to his son, Ranfer, about her. You, boy, go to the land of King Yodak and ask for her hand on my behalf. Of course, father. Happy to oblige. 
it's a king minus vibe to that. Um, king minus vibe, yeah. But a, a happy one, like a, of course, forever happy to oblige. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, so uh, when Randva, uh, uh, when Randva arrived at Yonak, he was given the permission to bring Svanhild back to Jormundrek. So his son goes and collects uh, Svanhild for uh, his dad. But yeah. the king is but. The king's advisor said, You know, it would be better if you, Randver, got married to Svanhild instead of your father. Nothing against your dad, but you and Svanhild are both young, whereas Jormunrek is an old man. Okay, so we've got a little bit of exposition here. So your, King Jormunrek is a cast thing for young girls. This is a bit creepy, actually. Yeah. But it's not outside the realm of possibility in... Greek and Roman myths, is it? Uh, or North no. If you were asked to do that for your dad, would you? how would you feel about it? Where if someone said, well, why don't you marry that girl because she's the same age group as you, but you've already promised her to your dad, what would you do, Dan? Well, I'd be like, man, this guy's got a point, and she is the most beautiful woman that's ever lived. Allegedly. Yes. Um, but yeah, both Randva and Svanhild liked this idea. Uh, but when King Jormunrek heard about it, he had his son seized and sent to the gallows. Before Ranver was hanged, he plucked out the feathers from his hawk and sent it to his father. He just, he just disassembled the hawk. That's it. On this podcast, that's a, that's a sacrilegious crime. Yeah, he plucked a hawk. That's definitely against the rules, but it's okay. We'll let yeah. him off. <laughs> didn't say the hawk died. It's just, very, it's no. just a naked hawk. Just one feather. <laughs> yeah. They uh, said plucked out all the feathers. Uh, all right, yeah, it's supposed. But yeah. When Kim Yormarek saw the hawk, he realized that just like the featherless hawk that now was unable to fly without any feathers, his kingdom was also not able to continue without any heir to the throne. Yormarek went on to marry the young Svanhild. A few weeks went by, and the King Yormarek was returning from a hunt in the forest when he saw Queen Svanhild sitting next to the river, washing her hair. (laughs) We know... We know what happens when a young girls wash their hairs. They gossip. Well, uh, yeah, and we also gossip. have periods, I think, is what you actively said yesterday, last time. Uh, I don't think that's... Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't remember saying that, and I would like to make a full retraction, actually. <laughs> By his command, he and his men rode her down, trampling her to the heath under the feet of horses. When Gudrun learned about this, she told her sons to seek vengeance for Svenhild. Gudrun equipped them with an armour that was so strong that not even iron could pierce them. Okay, so, so they're getting, so Gudrun's found out that, because this is obviously her daughter from her first marriage with, with Sigurd. Mm-hmm. She's just been trampled to death, so she's getting her, her Svenhild's half-brothers, essentially, the children she's had from her third marriage, to be like, oi, your half-sister's just been killed, go and, like, avenge her. She, she does this quite a lot, Gudrun. You know what I mean? Uh, this has happened. Uh, uh, she's had to send a lot of uh, brothers and their sons to do her bidding for her. Do you know what I mean? Um, but uh, but also, like, what I love is that there's a slightly deus ex machina approach to um, Norse myths in which that you just have a, a magical ability. You just have a magical ability to uh, have a piece of armor that, is, that no one can, uh, can uh, break through. Do you know what I mean? I think that's wonderful. That's pretty cool. Goodwin said to her sons, "Oh, well, might be Goodwin." Goodwin said to her sons, 
When you arrive, you should wait until the sun has set to attack the king. Sorely and handier, you should cut off his arms and his legs. Up, you should cut off his head. The brothers agreed and set on their way. As the brothers were travelling on foot, Sorely and Hamdir asked their brother Erp, What assistance can we expect from you if we actually get to King Jormunrek? Erp answered them and said, uh, I will help you, just like the hand helps the foot. Sorely answered back and said, The foot is not supported by the hand at all. Before the brothers had left their home, their mother Gudrun had taunted them, which had left them in a bad mood. This silly response from Erp had been the final straw, and because Erp was the son that Gudrun loved the most, Sorley and Hamdir killed him. Oh my god, right, hold on. This is absolutely mental. Okay, so firstly we have what I like, um, Gudrun's done good parenting here, where she's very much just like, uh, okay, you all get to, like, you're all equal, you all get to decide, dis, uh, dis, dis, dismember the king in equal parts. But then, then like, uh, she has a favourite son, and they're like, well, because he said something stupid, I guess we're going to kill you. Like, I mean, imagine if I was killed for every time I said something stupid, I would have died 107 times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny, because yeah. that's how many episodes this is. And the funny thing about that, I've definitely said more than one uh, stupid thing per episode. I, I think, if anything, it's like 214, but never mind. So, uh, yeah. Good maths. Yeah, I'm pretty good at maths. <laughs> a few hours later, as Sorley was walking, one of his legs slipped under him and he fell to the ground, but quickly supported himself with his hand to prevent his head hitting the ground. While he was laying down on the ground, he said, The hand has now helped the foot. It would have been better if Erp had still been alive. Oh. <laughs> right, that really tickles me. It's very much like, a, it's like, it's kind of, that's the equivalent of saying that, uh, you say a joke, and he goes, oh, you should have been there. It's, it's funnier in the moment, you know what I mean? <laughs> it would have been better if Herb was still alive. <laughs> in the evening, the two brothers arrived at King Yormarek's sleeping quarters. He awoke as they struck off his hands and legs and called <laughs> out to his guards. Then Hamdir said, If we, if we left Herb alive, uh, the head would have been cut off and the king would not have been able to call on for his guards. The guards came into the room and attacked the two brothers, but they could not harm them with their weapons. Jormunrek yelled to his men, Use stones, not swords. The guards picked up stones and threw them at the brothers and they fell to the ground. The king bled out and now the house of Glucky and all their descendants were dead. Whoa! And that is the end of the, uh, the Ice Shadow Giant's Breath uh, Quadrilogy. Uh, wow, what a, what a, what the a curse brutal has killed the whole family tree of people, like lineage and everything. Yeah, and again, um, as we alluded to in the last episode, it's the House of Pelops vibe where everyone's kind of affected. Wow, a lot happened. Yeah, well, I think it's um, time to go and rank this myth. Hey there, my name is Matt Huss, and in this link, I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of myths podcasts in small doses. So, Dan, we've had a quite a lot of content there, and the best thing about Norse myths is that there's a lot that happens in a short amount of time, isn't it? Like, it, everyone's a firecracker. Uh, so there's a lot to go through in this myth. Uh, and the last couple of episodes have been quite high, highly marked as well. More so, uh, well, yeah, so we've had some 29s and 30s. Uh, uh, 
So let's let's talk about let's see if this one matches up to the same caliber, and we mark it out of forty and four different categories. The first one is life skills, the practical things that we've learned during this myth. So Dan, what practical things have we learned? We've learned, learned how to swim. We learned how to swim, or not swim because you got carried away. Um, we learn how, to, yeah, water safety. We learn how to not jump in a raging river because it will sweep you away and you'll get married to someone in a foreign land. Um, we learned how to kill someone with some stones. Yes, we also learned how to wear armor, I suppose. Wear um, armor, yeah. We learned how to get married uh, to two different people. Yeah, it's not crazy hard, I'm not going to lie. Nah, we learned how to pluck a, uh, a hawk. We learned how to chop off someone's arms and legs. But not their head. Not their head. We learn how to support ourselves if we fall. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't think it's good, actually. I think maybe three or four. I think a three or four, yeah. I think maybe just like less below average. It's all right, not great. Yeah, I'm tempted to say three, actually. Yeah, three. Three. Okay. Morals. I think this is high on morals. Yeah, so this is the ethical lessons we've learned during this. And, uh, hmm. Okay, so firstly, the fact that um, Gudrun wants to drown herself. She wants to die after her last marriage, but Yonat's able to save her and kind of give her a nice life and give her purpose again. That's quite nice. But she has been married to like three kings at this point. Uh, she has. Uh, and everyone she has, she's loved has died at some point. Yes. Uh, well, uh, and uh, yeah, there's always been quite dangerous men in their life as well also uh, a bit creepy that the king old king wants to marry the young girl that's a bit creepy yeah that's morals um i thought there were the big the big two moral issues were the whole thing with randvar and the hawk so he's expressing that like without me your lineage is dead and that also was then mirrored again similar vibe with the whole morals of like don't kill your don't kill sometimes someone who you see as a weak link is actually it, that chain is just as important like a wow, weak link that's... is still a link in the chain. Like it's still more important than not having it. That that, that reflection that's going to mark highly in our creativity as well. It's like uh, that um, um, synchronicity, uh, but also um, the fact that um, oh, and I had another point as well. The fact that um, as soon as uh, like Ranver considered the idea that he might want to get married to Spanhill instead of his dad, his dad instantaneously just goes, "All right, you're going to die." You know what I mean? Like he has yeah, no exactly. yes. like. It's quite petty, uh, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the fact that it's about unification, standing by your brothers, uh, but because they don't, everyone dies and everyone's... Uh, uh, but we don't actually know what happened to Gunrun, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, she's all right. Uh, yeah, she... Uh, but also her mum like, has favourites as well, that also leads into it. I think it's, yeah. it's pretty decent. It's got a few, but I'm not sure if it's ultra high, but it's pretty decent, I would say. I think it's like above average. I think it's like a six or a seven. I think in six. I think it's six. Agreed. Creativity. Well, we just said it. It was quite creative, I guess. Yeah. There's definitely like, again, the family tree, um, the way it all ties in, the way the curse has fulfilled itself, like they've all died. Um, going and getting married to a different king, um, plucking the feathers. There's quite a creative way. Like That's quite a creative metaphor, the whole plucking of a hawk. That's creative. There are other yeah. ways they could have done that. Yeah, and there's quite, quite a lot of... Um analogies and metaphors here as well especially That's certainly hand- a, plucking a hawk is certainly a left field is a, it's certainly a left field way of of expressing a thought may have put 
Well, maybe he swore into it. Maybe his last dinner was like a chicken, uh, and he just like he just didn't get quite right, get, didn't get round to eating it. He goes, oh, "This pork means that I don't have any loonies anymore." It's like, no, I just didn't finish my dinner. <laughs> also, can we talk uh, about how weird Randva sounds? What a weird name! It sounds it sounds quite saucy. You know what I mean? Ooh, Randva. Randva, yeah, it does actually. Oh, um, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's a three of the. Of the I think last it's a one. five, actually. I think it's bang average. Yeah, I think five is fine. WTF? What was messed up about this, Matt? Okay, firstly, uh, they're cutting off the arms and legs, but not the head, uh, and also how the king bleeds out. Uh, the also uh, how the mum tried to make that a way of like showing her sons that, that she didn't have any favourites. Now you'll all get a piece of the body parts. Yes, that 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 as well, and the fact that. She's so desensitized to um, like murder at this point that she's just kind of like, yep, my sons, I, I don't mind my sons just killing people, random people. Um, but also I, uh, the fact that they killed the herb instantaneously for say something dumb, uh, the, the fact that uh, the whole dis- lineage is now gone, uh, the fact that they killed them with stones, not swords, uh, the fact that um, she tried to kill herself at the very start, um, uh, the fact that um, what Simon, I don't understand is how the armor, they were like, oh no, the swords aren't working against this armor. Let's use stones. Why would yeah. a stone work any better than a sword? <laughs> or why don't you just stab them in the head? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Arguably, a sword is better for that. Just chop their head off if you can't, like, rather than just throwing stones at their head. Like, that must have, <laughs> t- that must have been a, taken ages. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, would have taken just throwing pebbles at them. Like, oh, it's also, once they were throwing stones, the two brothers could have just rushed them and stabbed them all to death. Yeah, exactly. But they were idiots. Um, but yeah, uh, also the fact that um, like uh, Yomrak killed his son, and uh, yeah, I just think it is pretty. It's messy. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of barbarism and not good choice. There's not like there's not as much gore as usual in this, I think. Yeah, that's true. But I think there's... Well, actually, I know there is gore. The fact that he's cut his arms and legs off, that's, that is actually quite brutal as well. Like, that's, that's, but we're I, also desensitised to that, though. It happens normally more. But actually, we've got to give that good... Like, cutting off someone's arms and legs and they don't die from that. that is, that's horrible, right? Yeah, it's pretty bad. He's just uh, a nugget. Um, so I'm actually going to say maybe... Maybe an eight or a nine, I'd say. Because last time we gave an eight and we marked it down for no monsters. And I think this is a similar kind of thing. Well, maybe a seven, actually, because... I think it's seven. I was going to say, it's nowhere near as... uh, Yeah. Because last time we had, like, skulls being drank out of roasted hearts. But this is just a step down from that. Yes, for sure. For shizzle and nizzle. Let me do the maths. 21. 21. Oh, I got there. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's not a high-ranking one, but it's fine. It was, it was enjoyable. A nice end to the, the quadrilogy. Yeah, it was a nice one. So what do you think of the Sangra as a whole, Dan? Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was, yeah, House of Prelips vibes. Had um, we, a lot of characters, family tree. There's a whole, like, lineage there that we now understand. Yeah. It was very. Hu- I like that it was dealing with lots of humans as well. We've been used to doing a lot of god stuff, and this didn't have any gods apart from the very first one for like the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's and just uh, purely been about humans, and I like that. Yeah, because we don't really get that much in um, in Norse mythology. It it's felt, normally it, always gods and dark giants, which is pretty cool. Still, you know what? I think it's felt it's it's very Greek 
vibe during this whole saga. It's been quite fun. This one has felt more Greek, yeah, for sure. All right, brilliant. Um, well, thank you for, um, for uh, I hope you enjoyed it as well, listeners. And if you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at mistpodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at mistpodcast on Twitter and uh, on Facebook. You can join the Misfits group where we, well, I, I usually post stuff which not that many people respond to, but it's good fun, isn't it, Dan? It is, yeah. And what else can people do? Give us five stars on iTunes, please. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. And it's lockdown uh, currently. Uh, so, you know, like uh, we put out a lot of content. So, and, you know, if you think a friend will benefit from it, let them know. But uh, yeah, so now, uh, Dan, uh, just a little treat for you for 107. Um, uh, allow you to cut off the arms and legs of a king of your choice as long as I get to cut off the head. Fair. <laughs> Which king are you going to go for? Any king in history? Any king in history? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I think Henry Hitler, would take Hitler, he's not a king, but he was bad. He was naughty. <laughs> well, well, is this the term we're going to finish on? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, well, let's cut off Said Hitler. Me. You just asked if I wanted to cut the arms and legs off someone in history, like a living person. Well, I thought maybe uh, the king and then, I say, and then I say a genuinely bad person <laughs> in history, and you're like, oh, I don't want to finish on that vibe. No, I didn't. No, I just, all right, you make a good point. <laughs> Let's, right, let's cut off Hitler's arms and legs, okay? <laughs> oh, I'm distasteful now, am I, Dan? Yeah, that's not, yeah, he's just as bad as him. <laughs> Alright, I've been Matt Hoss. I've been Dan Rhodes. And we'll see you very soon. Bye. Bye. Myths. Myths. Just give me one second. Um. Yeah, and then I was thinking, do you know what I mean? It's interesting, isn't it, when you think about that. So um, how did you find that? What was that, sorry? I said, how did you find the myth? It's good, wasn't it? Uh, have you used your time machine again? No, I just finished it whilst you were there. You, I don't know, you just weren't talking, so I just carried on. <laughs> yeah, it was really good, thanks. Uh, I'm glad you uh, <laughs> Imagine if you just dropped out halfway through during a podcast. Like, <laughs> Yeah, finish it yourself, guys.